Good evening. I'd like to welcome everyone here for our Christmas Eve worship. We're thrilled that you're here with us, and we hope that you've uh, enjoyed your day thus far and are preparing to enjoy tonight and tomorrow even more so. Hopefully on your way in, you also grabbed a candle um, so that you can join us in our candlelight uh, portion of the worship tonight. If not, during one of the hymns, you can step out and grab one either on either side of the sanctuary. Uh, if you are going to sing tonight, and we hope that you do, we ask that you uh, wear a mask for the singing. Uh, other than that, we're glad that you're here, and we hope that we can prepare our hearts to worship the living God. Please join me in the call to worship from Psalm 96, verses 1 through 5. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be revered above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Come, let us worship the newborn king. Please stand as you are able for our first hymn, opening hymn 133, O Come, All Ye Faithful.
seated. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And also with you. Let us be called to our act of confession from Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, let us corporately confess our sins to God. Lord of Christmas peace, we have done wrong. We have tarnished the gift that you gave freely. We have not followed Christ. We have ignored your teachings. We have lived lives of apathy against your love. We have built fences and fortresses to push people away. And we have silenced the screams of those in need. Forgive us, we pray. Free us from our sin. Free us to a life lived in your gifts of hope, peace, joy, and love. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now take a moment for silent confession of sins. Amen. Friends, hear the good news. Who is in a position to condemn us? Only Christ. Yet we know that Christ came for us. He lived with us. He died for us. He rose again to a new life for us and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. The Apostle Paul reminds us that he prays for us. We know that in Christ's coming, God was reconciling the world to himself, that his old life is gone and a new life for me. So know that you have been forgiven and be at peace and pray also for me a sinner. Amen. seated. Our Old Testament reading this evening is from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. Hear God's holy word. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you, as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire, 
For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Our gospel text this evening is none other than Luke 2. Hear God's holy word. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. Now this was the first registration that was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went to the town of from Nazareth into Galilee, to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left him and gone back into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child laying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them. May the Lord add blessing and understanding to the reading and hearing of His holy word. Let us pray. God, we thank You for this most holy story, and we thank You for this most holy night. We ask, God, that You would have this story be born anew in us this evening, and we say this all in the name of Your Son, Jesus. Amen. There's a wonderful expression that I think probably all of us have probably said at some point in time. Hindsight is 2020. Everybody still paying attention? Okay. I've said it, uh, and I think I've also probably added along with that, if I only knew now what I knew then. Duh. If we knew now what we knew then, we wouldn't have made those decisions to begin with. And I think when we admire history, we fun- sometimes are forced to admit things that they could have gone better. And maybe how positively or negatively things work themselves out, we can maybe look back and say, well, at least God knew what was was happening. I think there are plenty of things in my life, again, positively and negatively, that I look back on and, and wish I had had more chances to experience it or had not experienced it at all. And I imagine that's how most people look at their life. They're proud of the accomplishments that they've made, and they have those regrets things that probably could have been different. 
And whether we want to admit it or not, our regrets probably sometimes lead us more into decision-making in the future than accomplishments ever have. And I really think it's all a matter of timing. Some actions could very well have been either positive or negative depending simply upon time. As another expression goes, timing is everything. And I think time in and of itself is an amazing concept. Now, we've discussed this a few times in the past, but there are two main words in the Bible that are translated as time. In fact, that actually helps us understand in our world today the concept of time. The first word is kairos, and that basically is essentially a specific time, qualities of an opportune time. And then chronos is the other word, which is a duration of time, a matter of minutes, a matter of seconds, of years. It's a quantity of time. Now, both Kronos and Kairos appear in our story this evening. In other words, this story was not only a time with regards to the characteristics of the world, but also to a specific moment in time, Kairos. So when we think about time, we naturally begin to think of timing, and therein lies the conflict. I kept looking at verse 6 all week and thinking about how to preach the sermon While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. Over the last few weeks, I've asked people, are you ready for Christmas? And more often than not, people have said, I just haven't had enough time to get ready for Christmas. Certainly there were times I'd love to add hours to the day. Sometimes when I'm running out of time, I'd like to add more time. And then other times when I'm having the time of my life, I just don't want it to end. Do you think Mary and Joseph struggled with timing? Do you wonder if Mary might have felt the timing of Christ's birth was bad because her marriage hadn't yet been consummated? How would it look to her friends and to her family? Have you ever thought about the timing of this story, of her condition? The birth of her child would take place in Roman-occupied territory. There were security issues The census is taking place. There's total disruption as they're planning for this baby to come into the world. She wanted to have the baby in Nazareth where her family and friends were, but Rome interrupted and sends them to another place. They have no choice. The housing was inadequate. She's beginning to endure labor pains. Mary perhaps listens to Joseph explain they're going to have to make do with what they could find because... The time is just not right. I'm not sure how many of you have ever told a pregnant woman no. Uh, But I imagine that there were a few Aramaic phrases that happened between verse 6 and verse 7 that Luke kind of wisely left out. Imagine as Mary is lying in hay and wondering, God, is your timing right? Is your timing perfect? How many of you have ever wondered why God's timing was the way it was? Why is this happening now? I had other plans. This doesn't make sense. I could walk you through the Bible, and I could show you signs for where it makes perfect sense that Mary would give birth to a baby in Bethlehem in what we call the first century. We could look at examples from Genesis to Malachi about the Messiah, 
We could look at historical worldviews in the first century and examine it politically and sociologically and legally and philosophically and religiously. And I'm certain we could look at all these things that transpired within a few centuries and convince ourselves that this was a good time for Jesus to be born. But as Mary was surrounded by people she likely didn't know well and animals that were not necessarily the most clean things on earth, I wonder if she wondered about time. It matters a great deal to me that Mary might have wondered. They take God's advice. They say yes. Joseph stays with Mary. And this is how the baby will be born. Baby's born. They grab pieces of cloth and wrap the baby up. And the next thing we know, angels appear to shepherds. Man, can this night get any weirder? Shepherds are freaking out. They don't know what these angels are doing. And the angels say, fear not, go into town and find this baby. So imagine, if you will, Mary, who is exhausted from giving birth in a, in a stable with animals and weird relatives, worn out, exhausted, gets a knock at the door. Hey, the angels just showed up and told us to come look at your baby in the middle of the Middle East. And what could Mary do but ponder all the things and treasured all the things that were said about her baby at this time? At Christmas, we run up against the incarnation. This is not once upon a time. This story is timeless. And I think it's fitting that each of us have carved out time in our own lives to be here this evening to celebrate the Incarnation. Especially maybe at times when some of us may be wondering about God's timing. I think it's fitting that we take time to worship God on this very holy night. Timing is a strange thing. Some of you know that one of my favorite theologians is Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I quote him often. I look to his teachings And I wonder what his life would have been like had he been born five or ten years earlier or later than he was. What his ministry in Germany would have looked like, would he still been part of the group that tried to assassinate Hitler to end the suffering in Germany? But what we know is, Reverend Bonhoeffer was caught, he was sentenced to death, and he was shipped to Tegel Prison, where the only thing he was allowed to do was write... Letters to his loved ones. When we have one of those letters that survived, it's a letter that he wrote to his parents about Christmas. And he said this in November of 1943. We can and should also celebrate Christmas despite the ruins around us. We must do this more intensively because we do not know how much more time we have. Now, despite what he knew was going on around him, death and tragedy and murder, he knew that the timing was right to celebrate the birth of Christ. A few weeks later, one of his fellow prisoners also wrote a letter. And it's a letter that tonight, friends, I will promise to read you every Christmas Eve that we celebrate together. It's from a lesser-known inmate of Teagle Prison. 
my mentor taught me about this letter and this man, and I want to give this as a gift to you for Christmas. Like Reverend Bonhoeffer, Father Alphonse Maria Waxman wrote to his sister. He wrote while he was in Teagle Prison. The letter was received on December 23rd in 1943. He was an outspoken opponent of the nationalist socialist movement. He was arrested by the Gestapo. In the spring of 43, he spent an entire year in prison. He was sentenced to death by the People's Court on December 3rd, and he was hung February in 1944, three weeks prior to when that camp was liberated. Knowing his sentence was death, he wrote these words to his sister. For me, the frame of this festival is clearly defined, the walls of my prison cell. Never have I knelt at the manger in such poverty as I do this year. Everything has been taken away, my home, my honor, my life. So I want to kneel at the manger of him who had no place to lay his head, who as a friend of his people was condemned to death, who poured out his blood like a libation and sacrificed for the salvation of his people and the entire world. As gifts I bear to the manger hunger and cold, Loneliness and forlornness. Shining chains are my only ornament. So I want to give my life previously placed in the service of the King of Christmas, to him who saved me with his precious blood. With copious tears of penitence, I want to wash away everything that has turned to guilt and remorse in me. It is in this spirit that I am going to make my pilgrimage to the manger. I hope through grace to celebrate Christmas deep within my heart and mind as I never have before in my life. No gift, no festive meal will distract me. No candle will gleam. No fir tree will emit its fragrance. Not even a holy mass is granted me. But the infant Jesus in the Eucharist will, as a glorious reality of Christmas, irradiate me with eternal love. I wish you the grace of Christ so that you may with strength and love drink with me the myrrh that God offers all of us. His letter says a great deal about God's timing, the irony therein. But I also see in his letter, in the words of his letter, in the words of Luke's gospel, what gives us the completion of Advent. Hope, peace, joy, and love. While you are here, the time has come for the child to be born once again within you. God wants to be born anew in your life, and God wants you to have time. God wants to establish a time period involving you, a time when you experience God again for the first time. This Christmas season, for the first time, Let the time come to you. Embrace God with the promise of a 2020 future. My prayer for us is that we realize there is no time like the present. May we realize it in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. And now let us stand and declare that which we believe in the recitation of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, 
and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. On the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and sits on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated. It's now time for us to continue our worship by the giving of our tithes and offerings.
gracious God, we thank you so much for the many gifts and blessings that you've given to us in this life. Lord, as we return a portion of these gifts to you now, we ask for your wisdom and for your courage to use these gifts in a manner in which you see fitting. All this we ask in the name of your Son. Amen. You may be seated. As we come to the table that is prepared before us, this is not our table, this is the Lord's table. So whoever has been baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is welcome to worship with us. We'll first pass out the bread, and you can eat the bread as soon as you receive it, and then we'll pass out the juice after that, and you can take it as well. Let us now pray together the prayer of great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you and your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night that he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you, this is the blood of a new covenant, which is shed for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Therefore we proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of this Thanksgiving, of this redemption, our Father, and this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, recalling His death, resurrection, and ascension. We offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and earning life in Him. And sanctify us also, that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, at peace. And at the last day, bring us with all of your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ. By Him, and with Him, and in Him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now as our Savior taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The gifts from God to the people of God. 
Let us pray. Holy God, we thank you for this sweet foretaste of your kingdom come. May this sacrament, Lord, bless us as we leave this place this day. We may carry your message, just as the shepherds did, into your world. We thank you, God, for the grace that you give us in the form of sacrament. We thank you, Lord, that we have the freedom to gather this evening and worship in your name. Lord, we sometimes take for granted the freedoms we're afforded. We're thankful for the men and women who have historically fought to keep our country free. We pray, Lord, for the service people who are stationed abroad that are not at home with their families this year. We pray, God, for a time where the order of the day would be peace. We would no longer have a need for a standing army or navy. We pray, God, for that day to come. We pray, Lord, for the leaders of warring nations that they would seek peaceful solutions. We thank you, Lord, for the freedom that we have that we sometimes fail to recognize is not afforded to all of our Christian brothers and sisters around the globe. Tonight, Lord, we pray for those who will literally worship silently in this night. We pray, God, for their protection, for their safety. We pray, God, for one day that they may be able to worship as brightly and boldly as we do. God, we know that there are people in our midst who are hurting, who are alone, who are suffering. We pray, God, for Sadie Ashworth as she continues healing. We pray, God, for the Pilato family, and prayers of comfort for their family. Pray, God, for the many others who are in hospital, suffering from this global pandemic. Pray, Lord, for our healers, those that you have called to the ministry of healing. Pray, Lord, for this, our church, our community. We pray for our state and local leaders, our president, the leaders of our nation. Bear with us, Lord, as we listen for your still, small voice. Grant us this peace, Lord, this everlasting peace. Let this sacrament remind us, God, of the promises you have given us from ages past. Lord, we lift these to our, our petitions to you now, and we ask that you would hear them and meet them. We pray for those who are literally praying for their daily bread. Open our eyes that we may see them as well. We are amazed by your grace and thankful for this holy night. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Please stand as you are able for our final hymn, hymn 122, Silent Night, Holy Night.
gift every year to officially begin Christmas with Silent Night. I'm sorry, Tim, it's not in the original German, but hopefully the gift tonight was a gift that you'll appreciate forever. You guys are a gift to me as well as we get to celebrate the birth of our King together, ushering in a beautiful Christmas day. My prayer for all of you is that you can truly enjoy the time that God has granted you to celebrate this magical, magical evening. I praise you. I thank you for the Christian lives that you leave. And as you leave this place, let us be just like the shepherds, screaming and dancing for joy, being being abruptly entering into people's lives and saying, Jesus loves you, and I'm trying. Now receive the blessing of the triune God, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. May he be with us all until we meet again, either in this place or his glorious kingdom come. Amen and amen. Happy Christmas. Thank you.